Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sports Kings NFL Weekly Countdown Show. I am your host, Mean Gene Sports Machine, getting you ready for week 13 of the National Football League, which got underway last night in Dallas. Here in a moment, I will be joined by the one, the only, Dustin Pfeiffer. Dustin covers the Carolina Panthers for Valley Sports South East, and he also covers the Charlotte Hornets. So, hey, we got a great show for you today. By the way, I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving week. You know, I mean, it just doesn't seem like it was last week, right? Time is just moving, 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 moving here, and it won't be long before it's Christmas, okay? We're talking about three, three and a half weeks before it's Christmas. This is the fastest time of the year for me and of course for sports too so much happening here college football championship game is going to be taking place starting tonight going over the weekend and of course the nfl is going to take center stage on sunday we got a lot of games to talk about including uh six teams on a bye week we'll get into that a little bit later but hey did you enjoy the game last night i cannot wait to get dustin on this so we can talk about it Seattle Seahawks, Dallas Cowboys, Thursday night. Man, the stars were out there in the big D. You know, I should have went up there to see that game. Just, what, the three-hour drive from Houston to Dallas to go up there. But, nah, it was better watching it on my uh, enormous TV in my man cave, which is where I watch uh, pretty much, what, uh, 80% of the NFL games. So, hey. Hopefully the weather is doing well for you wherever you are because last yesterday we had somewhat of a uh, inclement weather. It wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. Storms, tornadoes, you name it, rain, all of that great stuff. So, hey, uh, here the East Coast is getting a little snow. So maybe we have some snowy games this weekend. So this particular show, we are going to talk about week 13 last night, Cowboys Seahawks. We'll talk about that game. We also... We'll talk about some of the NFL news, uh, mainly including Buffalo Bills linebacker Von Miller. We'll get you updated on the latest with Von Miller. And, you know, that game last night, just with the penalties, so many penalties last night in that game. I don't know if they ever punted the ball. At one particular time, there were no punts in that game. So anyway, but uh, penalties all night believe it or not, somewhat 257 yards in, in penalties. Just unbelievable. So Pete Carroll had something to say about that. We'll get into his thoughts on how that game was officiated last night. And, you know, you cannot say a whole lot about officiating because in the NBA, of course, you know, they really penalize guys who uh, criticize officials. But anyway, I'm going to wait. We're going to bring, I think we got Dustin fight for Dustin. I believe we have with you, and I am ready to talk some football and get these games going. <laughs> Let's get them going. All right, folks, joining me from Valley Sports Southeast, as I had mentioned earlier, he covers the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets. So, Dustin, man, how was your Thanksgiving, buddy? Man, the Thanksgiving was great. You know, busy, spent some time with family, still working some Hornets games around the Thanksgiving holiday, but 
it was a good holiday, a nice little break. Probably ate too much food. You know how that goes. But <laughs> And also watched a lot of football. So, you know, hey, I know we were off. I know we didn't talk. But don't think my eyes weren't still on that TV checking out these games. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we actually, believe it or not, I mean, I tell you, we were so involved in the holidays, folks, that we – we got our picks done, uh, but ironically, we didn't get any picks for the Thursday games, but we did pick it up Friday in that Black Friday game with, with uh, the Dolphins. But, man, so much to talk about here, Dustin. And I was just letting the listeners know before you came on here that, man, Thanksgiving seemed like it was an eternity. We're, what, three and a half weeks from Christmas. Yeah, I mean, the, the time's flying by. And we're talking we're talking here in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking playoff football here for the NFL. So <laughs> it's pretty unbelievable. And listen, Gene, I, I was almost I was very surprised that you wanted to come on air with me today after what my receiver, oh. DK Metcalf, <laughs> did to your fantasy football team last night. You may God. not even need to set your lineup for Sunday. Well, look, I, 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 I was looking at it, and I wasn't – I didn't hit the panic button because I know there's six teams on a bye this week – and there are some pretty good players on those six teams. So this is, I tell you what, this is going to be a crazy week, not for you, but for a lot of people playing fantasy football as you scramble to try to find people to take uh, the places of folks that, that you know, on, on, on some of these good teams, Ravens, uh, you name it. I would get into that about the, the teams on the back. But yes, you, my man. Look, I was thinking more Lockett last night, but Metcalf, I, the Cowboys couldn't have made it any easier for him uh, last night they could not and I had to celebrate some type of win because if we're being honest on air to our <laughs> listeners team neither one of our teams are doing the greatest I think we have an oh, outside God. chance to maybe get into the playoffs but right now it's not looking good for either one of our teams so I don't want to act like my team's just out there first in the league because we're both kind of having a struggle this season yeah yeah last week I was hoping to get you know get get to the 500 mark because it's it appears in our league at least someone with a 500 record or maybe worse is going to get at least the fourth mm-hmm. spot. But anyway, I don't think it's going to be me, Dustin. No. And Gene, you might, do we need to reevaluate Gene? Listen, this is the time of year. I'm I'm down here in Carolina. Obviously we're going to talk about them making a, a coaching change. It's kind of a mess. This is the second year. Gene, I don't want to call you out on the air. I know this is bad doing this live, but this is the second year in a row where you did finish dead last two years ago, and now you're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Are there some changes that need to be made in that front office? Yeah, it's called I'm Glad I Have Two Other Fantasy Football. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you know, because look, I have already clinched a spot in another league. So thank goodness. Okay. This is why you don't play one league because you could go into depression. If you just really think one league is going to get you through fantasy football, that's not the case. Now I am trying to get the 500. Well, I, no, actually I'm at 500 in another league and could make the fourth playoff spot with a win this weekend. So, Hey, it's not all okay. over, but in the sports Kings fantasy football league, yes, there needs to be some sort of uh, management change. Dustin. <laughs> yeah, not not all bad. And listen, I do got to give you a shout out because I, I don't know if you've been learning from Mr. Picks or who you've been learning from, but your underdog fantasy, your prize picks, whatever you're doing, I do got to give you some props on that. You, we may have to do a separate show just to talk about all the wins you've had in underdog fantasy. Oh, good Lord. I know. Yeah, they're going to have to start paying us, Dustin, because look, I, I hit three props last night, including – uh, the the NFL game and, and and a basketball game just unbelievable. I I don't know what's happening with this and and 
you know, prize picks to me seem like it's just more difficult and maybe intimidating than underdog. Yeah. Maybe I just like the name because the underdog is true to his <laughs> word, Dustin. The underdog does win. That's right. That's right. They give you some good picks to do. So it, it's a fun thing to do to help you help you go through some games that you're watching that maybe you're not as interested in when it's not your team. But listen, I know we've been talking about this, but it's getting very interesting late in this season, Gene. And these games we're going to talk – I say this every week, but the later we get into the season, each week just means so much more. And when you look at the, the AFC conference and how wide open it is and you look at teams trying to make it in the NFC and with some of the games we had this week, I mean, we're really getting to the point where some of these games are must-win games for these teams. You're absolutely right, and we're going to get into Thursday night's game, uh, well, last night's game between the Cowboys and the Seahawks because I tell you what, you know, I didn't know what to expect. The old Seahawks under Russell Wilson would come to Dallas or meet them in Seattle, and it was one-sided pretty much for the most part. The new Seahawks with uh, under the leadership of Geno Smith now, you know, it's uh, they're still a good team. The defense showed up last night. How about just, you know, big props to the NFL for staging a big matchup, and we got a good game last night. Yeah, it, it's it's very rare, and I hate to keep saying this about these Thursday night games, but it's very rare when you get a good matchup like this on Thursday night, and I have these two teams, both who are trying to, you know, we, we know the Cowboys are probably going to make the playoffs, but the Seahawks, who are really trying to battle to, to get one of those wild card spots, it was good to have that kind of matchup, especially, Gene, not to throw some shade on some teams, but especially after watching that Monday night football game <laughs> with the the Vikings and the Bears, because that, I don't know what that was, Gene, but I'm surprised oh I got my TV on through that entire game. So it was good to see two teams go out there, play high-quality football, a high-scoring game, and it was good to see that kind of atmosphere in a, in a, in a game on Thursday night. Yeah, it was. You're right, because, oh, my God, thanks for bringing up the Monday night game. It was a <laughs> nail biter. If you have any nails left on your fingers, you are fortunate. But, hey, uh, look, Dak Prescott, the Cowboys have been under enormous pressure. You know, this was not the Giants. This was not the Commanders. This was not, you know, a team that they could just bully. The Seahawks came in there with a hell of a defense, a revived defense, if you want to say that. And, of course, uh, you know, been playing great football. They played their butts off last night. And your guy, DK Metcalf, it just looked like the Seahawks was going to run away with the game. Yeah, and that, that's one of the reasons I picked them. And, obviously, my pick came up short. But I just really felt like they were going to come in knowing that they pretty much were in a must-win situation. They're kind of that way going throughout the rest of the season. But knowing they had to play hard on national TV, they had to try to get this win. And they came out and they did that. you got to give a lot of props to Geno Smith. I mean, we just we, we, we keep talking about it, Gene. Two years ago, we said, Geno Smith, he's the starter. Yeah. This team is probably going to be the worst team in the league. And yeah. it's not just a one-year thing. Geno Smith has sustained it to be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. So huge props to him, huge props to the culture that Pete Carroll still builds there in Seattle. Obviously, they came up short. The defense didn't make enough plays. So you got to give credit to Dallas, who got punched in the mouth a little bit there, Gene, and were able to bounce back and – this is pretty crazy to say, Gene, and I know we're going to talk about probably what our Super Bowl picks are now that the season has kind of really gotten deep into the season. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I know at the start you had Dallas as one of your picks, and it's pretty crazy to say that that win against the 6-5 and five Seattle Seahawks last night is probably their best win of the season because everybody else, they were beating up on some lowly NFL teams. So it was good to see them get that win. It shows that they, they can beat a good team. I still have a lot of questions, Gene, because – 
when you get in these slugfests with these good teams like Philly and San Francisco, mm-hmm. how are they going to do in the playoffs? But you got to give credit to Dallas and Dak Prescott for responding and coming back once they got down last night. You do, Dustin, because it just that game last night reminded me of just a good heavyweight boxing match or whatever, you, you know, where the, the, the boxers are slugging. You know, you get knocked down, you get knocked down, you get back up or whatever and, and throw some more punches. I mean, it was just like that. And, you yeah. you know, I didn't know, but to, to be honest with you, I didn't know who was going to win that game. I kind of said, well, whoever has the ball last. But it was a tough game despite the, the, the 19 penalties for 257 yeah. yards, which ranks up there for the NFL for most penalized game. It was outrageous, Dustin. Yeah, the penalties. I mean, at one point, Kirk Herbstreit and, and Al Michaels, they didn't know what was going on. I believe one drive, the Seahawks had four or five straight penalties on five straight plays. It was unbelievable to see the penalties that were happening. The people I do want to listen, the people I do want to give credit for for Dallas, number one is Dak Prescott. Listen, Gene, you know, neither one of us are big Cowboys fans. We, we have fun talking about their fans, talking about how they mm-hmm. hadn't won in a long time. But this guy took a lot of criticism mm-hmm. the past mm-hmm. couple of years. Leading, not only he led the league in interceptions, but he was up there last year turning the ball over. They didn't know if he could win the big game, and that's still in question. We'll find that out in the playoffs. But the way he is playing football right now, he has to be considered as a top two or three MVP candidate in this league because he is leading that team. They don't have a great run game like they used to with Ezekiel Elliott. He is the number one guy kind of leading that offense. And him and C.D. Lamb have found a connection, so you got to give him props. And on the defensive side, two guys. How about Bland with another interception? The guy is just picking yeah. off everything that comes his way. <laughs> and then what really showed me at the end of the game, Gene, is that you have a game record that can end the game. The way Micah Parsons ended that game – where Geno Smith yeah. could not even get throws off on those last couple of plays, that gives you hope that they have some people to help close out games. My only thing with Dallas is, and maybe it's just the matchups of who they have to play, Gene, when you look at Philly and when you look at San Francisco, it's not that Dallas is not good. It's that those teams just do it a little better. So we'll see if Dallas can get better. But, hey, props to what they're doing so far in the regular season. Yeah, I really do think that was an MVP-like performance last night because, you know, everyone was waiting. And I was in a group text with a couple of guys, uh, some of my friends from the Navy, and they were just waiting. Okay, you know, the interception is coming. It's going to happen. But, no, it didn't happen. I mean, it it was a very orchestrated game. Give it up to Mike McCarthy. And and I think Cowboys fans really have to be impressed with what they saw last night, especially – you know, this late is not December. You know, now the, the the cowboy woes usually happens in December, but I don't know. That was one hell of a way to end the month of November. And yeah, Dak Prescott, say what you will. I mean, he he just he looked like he was focused last night, Dustin. Yeah, he, he did. And and you know, I'd have to sit down and probably probably think about it in depth of who the MVP is. You know, you were talking about a couple of guys here, but Dak Prescott has to be up there. I think I think I saw some type of stat, 20 touchdowns and two interceptions mm-hmm, in his last mm-hmm. handful of games. That's unbelievable. And that's what they're going to need to win those games down the stretch. You're going to have to not turn the ball over and have to be able to make plays against those good defenses when you get in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, we're going to get into the standings a little bit later, but, you know, that loss – for the Seahawks now, what they're at six and six, I do believe. So they're still yeah. there, but the Rams own the tiebreaker, having beaten the Seahawks twice. So this is still going to get interesting over there in the NFC West, Dustin. Which, at this point, I could still say that maybe two teams will get out of that division because the Rams are just looking a little bit, you know, with two two. Uh, they're on a two game win streak. They're looking pretty good. Seattle yeah. just lost their third. 
Yeah, that, that wild card, honestly, looking at it now, is going to be wide open, Gene. We talk about the top teams, Philly, San Francisco, Detroit, even Dallas. But when you look at it, you look at these last two wild card spots, you got Minnesota sitting at 6-6, six and six, Seattle sitting at 6-6. Six and six. But how about this, Gene? All these teams that we kind of wrote off, the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams, the New Orleans Saints are all sitting five and six, one yeah. game behind a playoff spot. So we're talking pretty much every team except Tampa, New York, and those bottom teams in the NFC are all in this playoff hunt. So it's going to be very interesting to see. We we were kind of saying, man, Jordan Love struggling. It's over for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Now they're mm-hmm. one game back. Matt Stafford's playing well. The Rams are one game back. We talk about the NFC South being the worst division in football, and you've got Atlanta sitting at five and six with a division lead, and you've got New yeah. Orleans sitting at five <laughs> and six, one game behind a wild card. So it's going to be wide open to see who gets those last two spots. It really is, especially since the NFL opened it up, you know, the with the wild card uh, uh, format there. So yeah, it, it will. And and look, these teams, yeah, their records might look ugly, but I guarantee you, down the stretch, yeah. they're going to be playing some serious football here. Which, and, uh, which goes back to Monday, Gina. I hate to go back to that game again, but mm-hmm. that's a huge blow for Minnesota to Boy, lose that game at home and not allow a touchdown because now you sit at six and six. You're still there in the playoffs, but now you let everybody back in when you could have had a you could have had a cushion kind of to have one of those wild card spots. Yeah, especially after that magnificent streak they had going. Now they have losers of two in a row there, which is not good. So uh, we should see. And then the Green Bay Packers are getting hot. And we'll talk about them here a little bit later as they get ready for their big matchup with with the Chiefs. But, yeah, Uh, over in the AFC, which is still interesting because you got the Miami Dolphins that are still have a three-game league over a three-game lead over the Buffalo Bills. Uh, They're on a win streak there. That uh, interesting Friday, Black Friday game, which Dustin, I want to talk about that for a minute because if you're going to schedule a football game the day after Thanksgiving, uh, why don't you put it in prime time? So I think I know the answer to this, Gene, because I heard a lot of people talking about this. Why would you kick off a game at 3 o'clock on Black Friday? That just makes no sense. <clears throat> but I was hearing some other people talk about this on the radio, and it sounds like the NFL kind of wanted to keep it as an early game because whether it's high school football at night on Friday night, whether it's college football, whatever it may be, that they want to kind of not take away from those spotlights from high school football and then people going to see those games and those kids playing. So they try to keep it early. So I can understand that. <laughs> at the same time, you're right. If you put Dolphins and Jets on at 3 p.m., I know it's the NFL and people yeah. watch, but that is a very weird time to kick off. It's just, well, if you're going to advertise it, well, look, if, you're gonna, if those are the reasons why, then why play it in the first place? Because it, everyone it, is doing what on Black Friday? They're shopping. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. know, you put it on where everyone is out there trying to get the best deals that they can find. So it just, it, it, I don't, I, I And if you're going to put somebody on TV, and I know they had this set up Dolphins, Jets, probably mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, it would have been a good matchup. Well, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. could have been one maybe I look at flexing if we're going to try to have that as the you. only game of the day. And then you're going to go out there and put that Jets <laughs> offense on TV. Yeah, just interesting. It will be interesting to see if they even do it again next year because I don't know. I haven't seen the ratings from that game. Uh, but nevertheless, it was just just a weird game. So uh, real quick, at the standings over in the AFC, which are just uh, fascinating, okay? The Denver Broncos, a team that we will be talking about here shortly because they will – uh, they're coming to my town here to take on the the, the red hot uh, Houston Texans. But man, who would have thought this that the Denver Broncos would be two games behind the Chiefs in the AFC West? Yeah, I mean, what a turnaround! I, again, another team that I don't want to you know praise Sean Payton. Not a big fan. <laughs> 
But what are you, I mean, listen, this is why Sean Payton, this is why they paid him $100 million, Gene, and this is why mm. he has been a Super Bowl winning coach because he can do this. And it was a terrible start, but he, but he has got this team turned around. He's got them playing good football. They're, they're kind of healthy. They're bought in. Russell Wilson's not doing anything crazy, but he's, he's not turning the ball over and, he, and he's, he's making plays when he needs to. And that defense is getting back to playing Broncos football. And listen, they're, they're sitting at six and five and they're right there tied with the same record for the Colts for that last spot. And they are, they are right back in this thing. And you're right. I don't expect the chiefs to lose this division, but if something crazy were to happen, they are only two games back and they yeah. have beaten Kansas city already. Let's not forget that. They've got everything in front of them. So you got to give them a lot of credit. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so that's the standings there. And then of course the AFC North continues to, uh, you know, we, we're going to keep an eye on that. But, hey, how about some NFL news here, which is always, you know, uh, look, we don't look for the negative. Uh, we don't, you know, highlight these things. But, man, you know, and look, and I hated to even have to bring this story up here. But, you know, Von Miller, linebacker for the Buffalo Bills, uh, he turned himself into Glenn Heights uh, Police Department there. And that's in the Dallas area, for those of you who don't know. Uh, uh, Von Miller grew up in the Dallas area. Of course, he went to school at Texas A&M. But anyway, uh, he turned himself in uh, after uh, an arrest warrant was issued for a charge of assaulting a, a pregnant person, which I believe it uh, was, is a longtime girlfriend. But, you know, and the Bills are on a bye week. So that's the reason why he would even be in the Dallas area. But, man, this is just yeah. not good. And it's not good for the Buffalo Bills, a team that is struggling, does not, they're struggling on the field. The last thing they need, Dustin, is, is things uh, off the field. Yeah, I mean, this obviously, you, you got to kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, you got to kind of separate off the field, on the field. Obviously, it's more serious off the field. But like you said, it's another distraction that this team does not need. And listen, coming off of, and I was going to, you know, mention this while we, before we get to our next picks, Gene, coming off a, a brutal loss. In Philadelphia, I mean, they played so oh, well, played so good against one oh, of the best goodness. teams in the NFL, really had somebody mm. wide open in overtime to win that game, mm-hmm. and they, they could not win it. So you, you have that crucial loss that knocks you kind of out of that playoff spot, and then you have this news of one of your best defensive players, one of your best players overall coming out. It's just been a very tumultuous year for the Buffalo Bills, and it's one of those years, Gene, you see this happen with a lot of teams, whether it's on field or off field. It just seems like it's not their year. And, and again, yeah. they could get hot. Josh Allen's amazing. But you've seen this with teams who have great talent team, whether they, they can't click on the field, whether they have issues off the field. Once that stuff starts to, to continue to roll downhill, it's hard to overcome it. And that just seems, what's, that seems like what's happening with the Buffalo Bills this year. Totally unfortunate because, I, you know, look, I have had as much patience as anyone could have when it comes to the Buffalo yeah. Bills. I don't know if I can have it anymore and it just don't look without with, 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 uh, you know, the AFC is so deep and you look at the North and you, you look at what's going on now with the West, uh, AFC West, and I, you, they have no room for error. They had no room for error and just sitting there this bye week may have come at a good time. Cause it's a very late, late bye week, yeah. but at six and six, man, they have to come out and turn it around with the remaining games. And listen, we're we're sitting and we're sitting here saying this, Gene, and I, I will go back and repeat it again. Let let's not act like they just didn't go to Philly in really bad weather and take a ten and one football team toe to toe in overtime. Yeah. So it's not like they can't they can't beat they can beat anybody in the NFL 
and they can they can give it to anybody. They 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 have that much talent. But it's just this stuff that keeps stacking up against them to where you get some momentum and then you go backwards. You get some momentum and go backwards, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're in such a hole and you can't catch up, catch up. And listen, for Von Miller, again, we don't have the full details. We can't go into it. But like you said, that's just one of the worst situations that you can see, uh, not only domestic violence in general, but then yeah. you add that she, somebody who's pregnant, things like that. Yeah, the yeah, NFL yeah. obviously has been harsher on that in recent past, and you're going to see that if the stuff comes to light, that you're going to see a harsh, harsh penalty. I would oh, assume big time, out. big time. And totally unfortunate. Uh, so anyway, uh, as we get more information on what's going on with Von Miller, we will talk about that, but Hey, let's move on to something positive here. So we are going to uh, grade our papers here in a little bit, but this is the point, And you just mentioned it earlier in the season where we have to, we're going to do a Super Bowl do over. Okay. And, and, just looking at things where they are right now, because, you know, we we only get to do this once during the, the middle of the season. We make our picks in the preseason, which we have nowhere near the information that we really need. We're just going on what we know and what happened in the previous year. But now, 13 weeks into this, Dustin, I did have the Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. I no longer uh, think the Bills are going to get there. I'm still questionable on the Cowboys. But I got to ask, who do you have now? Who do you like to make it to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas? So that's what happened to the Buffalo Bills. They have the mean gene curse that's on there. <laughs> that makes complete sense now, Buffalo. If I would have known that, I wouldn't even give you hope from the start of the season. I do apologize. Oh, I'm sorry that man. my dad did that to you. And hopefully next year, now that you've had a down year, maybe he'll leave you alone and you can try to bounce back. <laughs> that's what, folks, if you don't know, that's what happened to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the curse, man. Listen, I listen. I don't think, Gene, you sit here and said, hey, let's look at the standings. We've got some data to go on. Let's look and, and reassess our picks. I still don't know if I can choose who I think is going to go to the Super Bowl, especially in the AFC. That's how crazy I think the AFC is. You know, I'll start with the yeah. NFC, which I think is a little easier on my end. I think, obviously, it's going to be the Eagles or the 49ers, which we're going to see that game this weekend. And mm. I think that's going to be your NFC championship matchup. Mm. And right now, I was high on the 49ers. I thought they were the team to go to the Super Bowl. But we talk about the Bills, Gene, and how they've had everything go against them. Let's talk about the Eagles. They are a team who, even in games when they didn't play well, Gene, they find a way to win. And it's just yeah, one of those teams that no matter what happens, they find they find a way to make a play late and win a game. They did it against the Bills last week. They did it against yeah. the Chiefs the week before that. And it just seems like everything's going their way. And they honestly have not played their best football game yet. So right now – Ten and one, you have if they have home field advantage, you gotta go through Philly again. I'm gonna take the Eagles out of the NFC. Now where it gets real murky is in the NFC gene because you've got a lot of teams that are capable, but you've also got a lot of teams that got issues. You've got Baltimore who's sitting at the top, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we've seen that they've had some uh inconsistencies and now yeah. Mark Andrews out with the injury. Obviously you got Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. We know they are always there at the end of the year, but we've seen their receivers have not been that good this year. Jacksonville, Miami, who I, I I am really high on Miami, but they haven't beat anybody right. so far in, in this season. So if you had to put it on me right now, Gene, I would ha have to say I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I know he's got issues with receivers, but he's still got Kelsey. And let's not forget that Chiefs defense is probably one of the best defenses that Mahomes has played with so far. So because of the other teams having some issues, Miami being inconsistent, Jacksonville being inconsistent, 
Baltimore with injuries. I never know with them and how Lamar is going to play in the playoffs. I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes because there's not a clear winner out there. So I hate to be chalk and I hate to go repeat, but I've got the same Super Bowl right now. I've got Chiefs and Eagles matching up for the big game. Okay. Well, apparently Chiefs and Eagles fans like your pick. (laughs) I am going to go with something totally different here. And I am oh, going to careful, remind Gene, you. I don't, I don't want fan bases to get mad at you now for you to, <laughs> you to put a curse on them. Hey, look, I am going to remind you of the Super Bowl in New Orleans when Beyonce kind of turned off the lights. Yeah. And that was the 49ers and the Ravens. Look, I, it hurts me to to even think and mention that the the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, would, would be going to the Super Bowl. But what I've yeah. seen out of Lamar Jackson here, we you know we talk about Lamar. Everything was about his money early on in the year. Dustin, you know, we followed that like it was a soap opera, right? So right. he gets his money, and uh, they throw in a new offense. And look, the Baltimore Ravens are scary. No one's really talking about them. Okay, They're, Lamar Jackson is playing great football, and I, you know this thing could play in their favor. They could weasel their way through this AFC. And I know they would, that means a date with Kansas City, which is always interesting. I think they've been down that road before with Kansas City, and Kansas City yeah. got the better of them. But I think the Ravens are one of the teams that I would say, okay, from the AFC, I might want to keep an eye on them. Don't be surprised if they show up in, in Las Vegas. And on the NFC side, I would have to say the 49ers. Because, look, they went out. The 49ers were already good. They survived the three-game losing streak. They survived the the the, the uh, slack off and, and, and quarterback play from uh, Brock Purdy. They got it together. Then they went on defense and just loaded up. So they figured, okay, all right, if you figured out our quarterback and we might have difficulty scoring points, well, guess what? We're going to load up on this defense, and we're going to mm-hmm. damn sure make sure you don't score more points than we do. And Dustin, I just got to say, I, I would if I had to do it again, I would say the Ravens and and, and the Forty Nineers are going to be in Vegas. And listen, I, I can't I can't argue with that because those are two very good teams, and I think that's what's going to make this game so interesting. I know it's a regular season game, Gene, but I think the Forty ers with them losing their quarterback in the NFC Championship and not having a quarterback at all on the field, they're really going to be motivated to go play this game against Philly this week to kind of make a statement. And so it's going to be interesting. I, I really think that's going to be a slugfest between Philly and San Francisco, and those two teams are the cream of the crop. The AFC, Gene, I'm looking at it right now. What's going to be interesting about your pick with Baltimore is can they hold on to that number one spot because that would be huge if they could do that and get home field advantage. Because let's not remember, let's not forget that even though Kansas City has been to the last five AFC championships, it's because they've had home field advantage. They've been at home for every single one of those games. This may be the first time that they could slip up and not have that number one seed and have to go on the road, which obviously we know makes it tougher. So that's going to be interesting to see. But how about this? Baltimore nine and three, Kansas City eight and three, Jacksonville eight and three, Miami eight and three. We have the top four teams (laughs) in the AFC have the same amount of losses. You something crazy could happen. Gene and Jacksonville could get the number one seed in the AFC. It is going to be so interesting to watch these final few weeks in the AFC to see what what the seeding looks like. It is. You, you're absolutely right. And I, you know, I know Pittsburgh Steelers fans are just not happy with Yeah, I, I didn't want to throw them in there, but they're only one game behind, Gene, so I guess I have to. They're, they're, they're not happy with me picking 
the, the Ravens here, but I'm just going by, you know, we, we're just looking at the facts here, you know. They could get there, and like you said, those any one of those four teams can host. And then in Miami, you know, Miami will find a way to pump that heat into that stadium That's down right. there. <laughs> That's right. And 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 make it uncomfortable for whoever is going to be playing them. So I and look. There's a lot of fo- that's why the next couple of weeks, Dustin, are going to be so interesting. It is not over. It is not over by any no. stretch of the imagination. But hey, so that's our do over for who might be in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas come February. So, all right, Dustin. Now let's get on to uh, uh, the bye weeks here, which a lot of teams do have a bye week. And man, a late bye week can only help some of these teams. We just talked about the Ravens and the Bills. And maybe the Vikings definitely need a bye week here. Giants, Raiders, Vikings, Bears, and uh, Bills all have a bye week. Yeah, I mean, some of these bye weeks are definitely going to help out, like you said. I think the Bills, for sure, when you have that gut-wrenching loss like that, you need you need to kind of a chance to regroup. But anytime you can get a bye week this late for people who maybe are banged up, try to get them an extra week rest, is definitely going to help. Uh, going forward so really that way you can really turn it up and try to make that push towards the end of the season all right so look week 12 abbreviated for me and dustin as we continue our win-loss records for 2023 in case you know you've been keeping up with this so we didn't get none of the thursday games okay we were too busy stuffing our face to make our picks or or preparing meals to get ready for the thursday but we did jump on the friday picks all the way through through the monday night that horrible crazy monday night game there uh, Bears and Vikings. So, Dustin, I believe you went eight and five, okay. and your uh, most notable wins and losses was the, the Texans, of course, losing to J- uh, Jacksonville. You had uh, the Texans, and then I know you didn't think the Broncos were going to beat the Browns. No, I, I knew that game would be close. I thought the Browns' defense would play a little better. But, yeah, I, I had the Browns. I, I still like them. I still like their defense. Maybe with Joe Flacco this week they can do something. But you're mm-hmm. right. The Broncos, I mean, officially, I got to give them pro- props. They're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. You've picked against them every week, haven't you? <laughs> I have, and I, and, I, and I think, you know, no spoilers, but I think I might this week. But I might have to reconsider by the time we get to that game. Okay, okay. So I, I went 9-4. and four. And I guess I went with the Steelers over the Bengals. There was just no way I, with with Browning in at quarterback for the Bengals. Yeah. I, I figured the defense would play good enough. But how about the the new improved offense from the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers? You you got to yeah. say they look different, and if they, they they look like the preseason team that everybody was talking about there, uh, with with the new management there at the offensive coordinator. And of course, I I, I did have the Bills winning that game. They came so damn close to 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 beating Philly. They they did, and yeah, you're right. The, what was it? Pittsburgh over 400 yards of offense. I was I was shocked to see that. And I mean, we've said it all along, Gene. We just talked about how wide open the AFC is. If they can get any competent offense with, with the Steelers, with the run game, with Kenny Pickett, whoever it may be, um, they will be in this mix. So let's let's not count them out yet. Um, so you got to give them props there, and, and we'll see what happens. I'm, I, they're one of the more intriguing teams to watch going Indeed. down the stretch. And, and do you want to tell me real quick what the hell your guy Deontay Johnson was doing in that play on that play on Sunday, Gene? I have no idea. Uh, he did come <laughs> out and apologize though, so that. We, we, we have props. to take we have to take the apology and, and move on with it. But no, I have no idea what he was doing, Dustin. 
<laughs> maybe maybe he'll bounce back. And like you said, you got to give a guy credit for coming out and speaking. Apologize. Yeah, I, he and, owned and up to at it. Least, at least and, that happened in a win. So. Yes, he owned up to it, and that you know that made me feel good, or and, and Steelers Nation feel good. So okay, Dustin, you are at one hundred and seventy-six. You one hundred and seventy-six. Okay. One hundred wins, seventy-six losses. I'm at one hundred and three wins and fifty-seven losses. I think I missed an entire week. That's why we have the the lopsided uh, numbers there. But look, I'm still kind of near the fifty percent mark there. So uh, hey, both, we, both respectable, both respectable records. You know, yeah, both it, respectable. Like yeah, because you've made I, you over the last couple of weeks, you've really caught up there because you started out horrible. Yeah, and I, and I don't have a good feeling about these picks this week. I went back and forth, <laughs> so it's going to be interesting going through them and talking through them. Well, let's get on let's with them here it. because the first pick that we're going to make here, and that's going to be coming up here Sunday as I scroll all the way up to the top of my choices here. We just knocked out the Cowboys. All right, this is the one which I'm actually debating on going to this game. I just might end up at NRG Stadium because these are the two hottest teams, believe it or not, that uh, folks are talking about in the AFC. The 6-5 and five Denver Broncos at the 6-5 and five Houston Texans. No one saw that coming. Both of these teams over 500. Of course, Denver, the longest winning streak in the NFL, and the Texans with C.J. Stroud, who is probably a lot for rookie of the year. Who do you like in this game, Dustin? Well, Houston, missed, they missed a golden opportunity last week, mm. a golden opportunity to get that win at home against, against Jacksonville and kind of compete for that division. Now you kind of see that Jacksonville has a pretty good lock on that division. We'll see what happens. But just there was a lot of opportunities out there on that field that Houston could have won that game, <clears throat> and they just came up short. But – I still like what they're doing. doing. I still like what C.J. Stroud's doing. And this is what I was just talking about. Originally, I had them picked to bounce back and win this game, Gene. But I think you talked me into it. You're right. When am I going to start giving some props to the Denver Broncos? And you know this time of year. I, 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 I hate Sean Payton, but this is the time of year that he likes when his team's playing well and he knows how to get in to win football games. And I'm going to take the Broncos to keep it rolling after looking at those standings and seeing where they are and seeing, honestly, that they're only two games behind the Chiefs with already beating them one time. They've got to have so much momentum rolling for them and feeling good in that locker room. And I think they're going to keep riding high and they're going to get a win over the Houston Texans. So you think you're changing your pick? As you can I'm, probably I'm, hear me I'm typing changing, here. I'm changing my pick. All right, and, I, it's and, official. And I am going to go with with, I, with I'm the, on the rundown now, and it's official. So okay, uh, look, I'm going to go with the Texans here. I I like uh, what 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 they're doing. I know. Look, this C.J. Stroud is just playing great, great football here. I don't know if he's going to be in the MVP talk, but he damn sure will probably wrap up the Rookie of the Year award. And this, I mean, it, 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 you know, I've never seen anyone that just learned from their mistakes and come out the next play or the next game and just do uh, even better. And and this team is, has already exceeded expectations. What, they only won three games last year, 313 and, and, and one or something like that. And I mean, look at them now. They're, you know, they, boy, if they had, you know, had they got it together, did, did they win or lose last week? I can't remember. Who, who was, it? I'm sorry, who were we talking about? The Texans. About? Did they win or lose last week? They lost to the Jaguars, remember? Yeah, so that was the game where they actually could have, they, yeah, they, they but, you know, the been first place in the division. Yeah. yeah. So that's how great of, you know, football they, this team has been playing. So I'm going to take the Texans to, to, to get this game. Now, I want to rewind here because, uh, Dustin picked the Seahawks last night. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and I picked the Cowboys in that game. So we already we did get those uh, under under our belt there. So we are. I'm behind the eight ball, but that's okay. I'm feeling a what is it, thirteen and one week, something like that, Gene. All right, okay. okay. I hear you. So all right, the next game we have. So Dustin has changed his pick on this game. Uh he has the Broncos uh beating the Texans at NRG and I'm going with the Texans. This is going to be another game here that uh, I, I don't know. I mean, don't when 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 I tell you who it is, don't don't think that it's going to be one-sided as it sounds. Mm-hmm. So you got the four and seven Chargers at the uh, two and nine New England Patriots. I mean, this sounds like a Charger blowout, but look, the Chargers are only two better than the the, the the Patriots, so they're not like the spectacular team. Very disappointing season, but I'm going with the Chargers to beat the Patriots because I don't know. The Patriots having quarterback uh, problems. I don't know who's going to start. I think it, it might be the third-string quarterback starting this week. Yeah, it sounds like right now it's going to be Bailey Zappi. Sounds like Mac Jones has kind of lost his opportunity, so we're going to see what happens there. And, Gina, I, we do this every week with the, with the Chargers. It's a team – I'm surprised that Brandon Staley still has a job. I say it every week. I'm not trying to come on here and keep pushing for somebody to get fired. But when you have that quarterback, those 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 names on offense and defense in a big city like LA, you're four and seven. Um, mm. I, I just there's no way to me that he makes it to next year. I'm surprised he hasn't already lost it yet. And that is why, Gene, you're right. This is a game the Chargers should go in and it should be a blowout. But it's the Chargers. And for some reason, the a quarterback change, Bailey Zappi coming in at home, who is probably gonna be cold. Who knows what the weather's gonna be like in New England. Bill Belichick and the Patriots are going to make this a a muddy, messy game, low scoring, and I have the Patriots pulling the upset over the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, we look at the records; it wouldn't be much of an upset, right? There, like yeah. I said, they're only two games better than than the Patriots. I mean, it has been a disastrous year for this. Uh, almost said San Diego for the Los Angeles Chargers, and look, you know, Black Monday is coming up here in, in, in a couple of weeks. And Brandon Staley's name could start. It already started for some coaches. Yeah, boy, did it already start for some coaches. So uh, don't be surprised. But yeah, they lose this game here. I tell you what, uh, they they probably will. They probably won't wait to Black Monday. He he might get the first Monday in December and and be fired. So, uh, but I like the Chargers. Dustin is going to roll with the with the Patriots. And you know, next week here before the end of the season, we will talk about what's going to happen with. Uh, Bill Belichick and and the Patriots because the, for Patriots fans, uh, especially you know the, the the millennials, boy they they've never seen a Patriots team like this. They never seen the Patriots struggle, and this is major. And a lot of folks are saying they deserve this now. Hey, when they were beating the brakes off everyone else and wrapping up those Super Bowls, but man, they are in the they are just the worst team I've ever seen a Bill Belichick uh, 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 have, Dustin. Yeah, do you, and I want to ask you a quick question. Do you think that Bill Belichick will be the coach of the New England Patriots next year? You know what I think by his own choice, I think he might just step down. He 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 might just step down. I don't know what his contract looks like with the with the, with those guys, but it just don't seem like he's the type of guy that would just sit there and endure that humiliation. They have nothing to look forward to as far as draft picks uh concerned. Yeah. I mean, they just don't. And, 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 there's, they, and there's already been rumors, honestly, and we'll talk about Carolina in a second, obviously, but mm-hmm. there's already been rumors that, that David Tepper could try to go after Bill Belichick to get a change of scenery for him. 
bring him down here. Yeah. Bryce Young's the quarterback. Bill Belichick's best friends with Nick Saban, so he knows Bryce Young from Alabama. So already rumors starting about would Bill Belichick coach for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I just think that it would be his choice at the end of this year, whether he decides to go or, or I just don't see how do you how do you fire someone like a Bill Belichick, right? I think he, he gets to make that decision on his own. So, but we'll talk more about it here. How about this game here? This is a must win for the Detroit Lions, in my opinion, because they just really blew it. They got surprised on Thanksgiving Day by Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. They ate three Lions at the uh, Superdome in uh, New Orleans, they're taking on the Saints, who are five and six. Saints, believe it or not, have a chance to win the NFC South, so they're going to take this game serious. But I have not liked what I've seen from Jared Goff in the last two outings for the, the Lions. Yeah, it's gotten a little more shaky for him. I mean, it, you know, he, he's playing such good football, not turning the ball over. You know, they were they were scoring loads of points, and now it's kind of been a, a, a rocky situation these last couple of games. And you're right, Gene. Dan Campbell, we've been high on the Lions for the past year and a half, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of showing in my eyes that they are a very good football team and obviously a playoff contender, but they're just not there yet to be one of those contenders to go very deep in the playoffs. And like you said, it, it's a regular season still. They're, they're going to probably win that division, but they need to use these games to try to build that momentum and show that they're going to be rolling and be one of those teams going into the playoffs because right now they're not showing that. So I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see how they play and see how they respond because you know Dan Campbell has probably been all over them to try to get them back to playing Lions football. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. With that being said, I am going to take them to win on the road just because of how inconsistent the Saints have been. So yeah. give me the Lions. Give me the Lions to bounce back. But you're right. If they want to prove that they're up there with the Cowboys, even the Cowboys, the 49ers, mm-hmm. the Eagles, those teams, they got to go out there and be on a more consistent basis. They do. And I think a lot of people had different opinions of that Thanksgiving Day game because you don't let the, the Packers come in there and, and, and just kind of control you the way they did. Yeah, from start to finish. And, yeah. you know, yeah, from start to finish. So I know I'm second guessing. But, no, I do have them winning – this game against the Saints because uh, the, the the Saints are just not getting it done there, yeah? and 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 they could probably be out of that uh, run for the NFC South, especially when we talk about this next pick here. Because I think the the Falcons here, uh, the Falcons five and six, they're at New York four and seven. So this couldn't be a better matchup for them this late in the season, especially against a horrible Jets team. So I, I like Atlanta to win. Uh, and I like uh, Detroit to win, so that means that Atlanta could probably be sitting in first place uh, come Sunday. Yeah, and this is where, like I said, Gene, I don't feel good about my picks. I could probably get in trouble. I've already taken the 2-9 and nine Patriots to win a game who can't really score any <laughs> points, and now I'm sitting here jumping on the Jets team who can't score any points. But for some reason, I'm going to take them to win this game, and maybe it goes back to, again, what I just said about the Saints. It's the NFC South inconsistency, Gene. One week the teams look like they can be a a competitor, a playoff competitor, and the next week they look like they could be one of the worst teams in the league. And the Falcons have have the talent, and they finally got B. John Robinson the ball, and they finally got some playmakers the ball, but they just don't do it on a consistent basis. Desmond Ritter doesn't do it on a consistent basis. Arthur Smith doesn't do it on a consistent basis. And I'm going to go back to the Jets. It's been a struggle. I know they've, they've been Zach Wilson. They're going with Tim Boyle. But what I'm going to go with, Gene, is the Aaron Rodgers factor. Him, back at practice, 
activated after three months, Gene, three months from tearing yeah. his Achilles. He's back yeah. on Achilles. He's back on the field throwing the ball. And having just him out there on the practice field, bringing the energy of the locker room, and if they want to have any chance at all of him to play meaningful football for them and actually still have an outside chance at the playoffs, they've got to win this game and get to five and seven. Five and seven, you've got an outside shot. Four and eight, you're completely done. So I'm mm. going to take the Jets in that defense to get a win. Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. Everybody feeling good. The Jets get a win this week over the Falcons. Whoo, man, I tell you what. Look, Tim Boyle, I don't see a lot of folks <laughs> adding him to their no. fantasy football roster. <laughs> you They're know? not. And it, 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 look, they haven't won since they beat the Giants in, in overtime, and that was an ugly game too, that 13-10 uh, OT game, uh, horrible. But since then, they have just been walloped, okay? They got walloped by the Bills, 32-6. The Dolphins put it on them uh, in the Black Friday game, 34-13. So they, they are just going backwards. The defense is not even showing up now. And if anything, they had positive going for them. It was their defense. But you're looking at, you know, giving up 66 points uh, in, in, yeah. in, in the last couple of uh, games there. That is not good there. So I don't know. When you got Quentin Williams, C.J. Mosley, you got Sauce Gardner. I, I don't know. I, and this is where I think the team just have pretty much just packed it in. And, and this is why I can't pick them. I think the, the Falcons going in and get the win on Sunday. The next game, the Arizona Cardinals, 2-10. and 10. They traveled to Pittsburgh to take on my Steelers, who are seven and four, rejuvenated, yeah. uh, new offensive coordinator. You know, things are just kind of uh, hopefully getting back to where they need to be in Pittsburgh. But uh, Dustin, I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers to win this game at home. They pretty much have to. This yeah. is a no-brainer. Arizona's traveling from far away, even though Kyler uh, Murray has looked pretty good since he's uh, returned. Yeah, I mean, this couldn't be a better spot for them. Like I said, we talked about how tight the AFC is, and now they get a chance. And, again, and the NFL is the NFL. Anybody can beat anybody. But to have a game at home against a 2-10 and 10 Cardinals team who's traveling far, it doesn't set up better for them, especially after having a good week on offense. So I, I'm taking the Steelers. I actually think they're going to win big. And this is just another game that's going to get them right back in that mix, of not only the division, but one of those top spots. So we're going to see what happens. But I will take the Steelers. Rare that you do take the Steelers, Dustin. I'm really shocked. It's rare, but listen, I I have given them credit. Honestly, Tom was one of the best coaches, and I I never doubt that defense. It's just I never saw consistency from the offense, and it was good to see that last week that they were able to make some explosive plays because it's not just dink and dunk down the field. It's too hard to do that against NFL defenses and do 14, 15-play drives. You've got to have explosive play. So it was good to see yeah, you do. some yardage. On and Sunday. believe me, they needed they needed that breakout uh, performance last week. And, and they got it against a, a, a banged up Bengals team. All right. So AFC South, and this is this game is probably going to be better than what most people think here. It's the Indianapolis yeah. Colts, six and five. They're not going to have Jonathan Taylor, but they will be going to Tennessee to take on the Titans, who are four and seven. Titans uh, look like Will Levis will continue to be the quarterback. So this is probably hurting the Titans a little bit more now as folks are starting to kind of get a feel for Will Levis, and he's starting to get a feel for how the defense is working in the NFL. So he had that one breakout game there uh, when uh, they they won uh, a while back. But uh, since then, he hasn't looked that great. I like the Colts in this game. 
Yeah, another team who's playing some of their best football at the right time. I mean, they, they kind of got off to a shaky start. Anthony Richardson gets hurt. You bring in Gardner Minshew. He's up and down. But, Gene, this goes back to what we talked about time and time again on this show, is that if you have a reliable backup quarterback, you can still yeah. do some damage. And I'm not yeah. saying they're obviously Super Bowl contenders, but now they are right in the playoff mix because they added a veteran quarterback. Look at these teams like the Browns are up there, but still, look, now they're, they're wondering about their quarterback situation. The Browns, the Jets, these teams, if they just could have had a serviceable backup quarterback, still could be right in the mix and in contention for these playoff mm-hmm. spots. So yeah. it's good to see teams build that way, and now they're playing good football. It sucks to lose Jonathan Taylor because I think he was just finding his groove last week. But yeah. they have they have reliable backup running backs as well with Moss and other guys. Like Indeed. That. I like what the Colts are doing, Gene, and I'm going to take them to get another win and get to 7-5. and five. Yeah, which would be exceeding expectations uh, coming yeah. into the season with a rookie quarterback. Uh, and a so first-year head coach. And yeah. a first-year head coach. So, yeah, the, so this is really, really interesting. So, yeah, we both like uh, Gardner Minshew and the Colts to get this win and, like you say, improve to 7-5. to seven and five. Tennessee we have to talk about because I don't know what's going to happen with Tennessee. A lot of questions there. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs, I, who knows? There could be changes all across the board there uh, from uh, the coaching to players because I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't uh, – there's just nothing exciting about the Tennessee Titans. The next game we have is the 8-3 and three Miami Dolphins at the Washington Commanders 4-8. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. I, I have my thoughts on, on the Commanders. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Commanders, they, they, they've had some good games, but they've had some really ugly games as well. And it just seems as of late it's been more ugly games, and it kind of seems like what we were kind of talking about with some of these other teams. Once the momentum gets going the wrong way, it kind of gets really ugly. And now they're sitting here 4-8. and eight. They're, they're getting blown out by some of these teams. you got Magic Johnson on X or Twitter or whatever it is, basically calling out his team every week and how they've been embarrassed. So I hate that for Ron Rivera because yeah. I know he's going to be gone after this year. Yeah, but I think, I think so. this is – I know it's in Washington, Gene, but I think this is one of those games on Sunday where the Dolphins could come out and put up a 40 spot and make this an ugly blowout win. So I'm going to take the Dolphins to get that win. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's crazy. And believe it or not, the Dolphins, they get this win. Guess what? They have a week 14 bye, Man. which is crazy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, when you're getting ready to go into the playoffs. I mean, you can't that, – that's got to be the latest buy I've ever heard of uh, with this new 16-game uh, schedule. But, yeah, look, it just seems like something with the Dolphins, you know, even though they lost that game in Frankfurt to the uh, Chiefs, it was – they held the Chiefs scoreless in, in, in the second half. And all they needed was a touchdown to tie it up and force overtime. But yeah. I just think the Dolphins have learned something from that game. Uh, Dustin, it just seems like they are they are playing better ball. They they they're on a two game streak. Even though I know they just played the Raiders and the Jets, but still, it just yeah. seems like uh, and the Commanders are definitely they should be losing to the Commanders. But it just seems like uh, the Dolphins got a little bit of respect even in that loss against the Chiefs in Frankfurt. Yeah, they did. And listen, they got Jalen Ramsey back, which helps their defense. They did lose Jalen Phillips, which is a big loss, but they uh, claimed Derek Barnett on waivers to help out that defense. And they're getting H-hand back this week to help that running game. So like you said, yeah. you know, it kind of seems like 
momentum starting to go in their way. And, and listen, you you said it. You get that bye. You get a win this week and get that bye where you can sit Ooh. back and watch other teams go at it. That That's a game changer. And so I look for the Miami Dolphins to come in and really try to put this game away early so they can go yeah. and get that yeah. bye week started. Yeah, yeah, they get an early start on that bye week. You're right about that. Okay. All right. Uh, been waiting to, to get to this game and this team, which you covered, Dustin. And <laughs> I'm sure uh, they just made the news yeah. of the week here with the uh, announcing of Frank Reich being fired. But anyway, it's the Carolina Panthers 1-10. and They're going to be looking for their second win of the year as they go up against the uh, division rival Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 4-7. and So interesting game from all perspectives there. I heard from Sony Thompson, who sort of hinted that Todd Bowles could be let go uh, at the end of the season. And, of course, uh, uh, your guy up in in uh, Charlotte, they already made it official there. He yeah. just said he had enough of Frank Wright. So the Panthers fire Frank Wright. So what's what's the what's the temperature like there in in uh, in Carolina? Yeah, listen, it, it's it's boiling right now, Gene. I mean, where I, I don't know any other way to describe the Panthers organization as a whole right now, other than a train wreck. And it pains me to say that being born and raised from Charlotte, being not only covering this team but being a fan of this team, it it really pains me to see the situation they're in. Because let's not forget, you know, seven or eight years ago, we were talking about a team with Cam Newton, Ron Rivera, Greg oh, yeah. Olson, Luke Keekley, and we were one of the teams in the league. And to, to go down here, and, and unfortunately it's happened since David Tepper has taken over as owner. And he's one of those guys who has to have his hands on everything. And it seems like he came, came in thinking he has all the answers, even though he's never run, run a football or owned a football team. And until he kind of figures out, Gene, how to take that step back and – get smart football guys in here to make the decisions, it's going to be tough to see how it changes going forward. So let's hope that he learns from some of his mistakes. Listen, I was not against the Frank Reg hire. I thought it was a veteran coach. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah, talked yeah. about this staff Same here. in. Jim Caldwell, Josh McCown, Deuce Staley, like they paid money to bring in top assistants. I think what got them, though, is that they brought in a bunch of different assistants from different philosophies, Gene. And I just don't think everybody could get on the same page. And Frank Wright, unfortunately, was not showing any energy on the sideline or any energy in the locker room. And his offensive scheme, who when he's supposed to be an offensive guy, um, was pretty lifeless. And so I'm not against the firing because I don't think Frank Reich was the guy. I, I could tell that within 11 games, Gene, unfortunately. I could tell that. And now Frank Reich is the first guy to be fired mid-season, back-to-back seasons in NFL history. And listen, he, he just wasn't the guy. But the problem is, do we think David Tepper can actually go out and hire the right guy? Because he's shown with Matt Rule, with Frank Wright, that he hasn't been able to do it. So it's going to be interesting going forward. And there's going to be a lot of coach openings, Gene. So they're going to be really fighting with other teams to try to get these top candidates. I just hope they can use these last few games and I heard uh, Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator, who's taking back over play calling now that Frank Reich is gone. He said they're going to have fun and they're going to cut it loose. And I've been saying that for the longest time, Gene. If Bryce Young goes out there and throws four or five interceptions, so be it. But you got to go out there and let him cut it loose and see what he can do. You can't do these five-yard passes, these the, this lifeless offense that has no motion, no creativity. You got to go out there and give him a chance. And it's still going to be tough because of a terrible offensive line and terrible weapons. But go out there and see what you can do. So that's what I'm looking for in these last six games is a completely different offensive philosophy. And let's see if Bryce Young can build some momentum going into the last game of the year. Well, you know, Dustin, I tell you, I, I watched that press conference the other day and I listened to Tepper oh, acknowledge terrible. that, terrible. you know, 
the buck stops with him. And, and, and those reporters were on their jobs when they said, hey, you know, this is your, your, your third coach in, in what, yeah. uh, since 2018, right? Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. You brought it up. I mean, yeah, I, I met you uh, covering a Carolina Panthers game, and, yeah. and that was before they were really starting to just stack up and build a powerhouse team that that made it to the Super Bowl, you know, a 15 and one season there. And, mm-hmm. and you're right, man, you just you hate to see teams just drop off so fast there. And I, I don't know what, what went wrong, but even coming into this season, I just thought, look, I have not been high on Bryce, Bryce Young. I still think he's a great quarterback. I think he's going to develop to be a good quarterback, but I just saw in a, in a weak NFC division there. And now we really seeing how weak it is. That had Andy Dalton just got the start, and 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 they just would have been a little bit more patient and let things just kind of work out because you had the perfect situation. You had a quarterback's coach, a former quarterback himself, right? That could have worked, you know, just like we saw with Andy Reid, how he worked with Patrick Mahomes there, you know. And I've never yeah. seen coaches. I, I mean, he really worked with that guy. Um, and you you thought Frank Wright would have had that opportunity to work with a Bryce Young where, where, and you can just throw Dalton out there, you know, and, and still savage somewhat of the season. Cause I think the Panthers could have won the division with, with, yeah. with the redhead kid. You know, I've been saying that for the longest, but now, you know, I don't know where, where this team is going to go. And, and the, the draft picks, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to, if they, they should win another game, hopefully a two before the season's over, but they, you know, the bears own the draft picks. Yeah, they don't have a first-round pick. That's what's going to hurt with them trying to get a coach. you got to hope that a coach wants to come in here, somebody who liked Bryce Young, because let's not forget, even though we, we do talk about him, he was kind of the number one consensus overall quarterback in the draft. Mm-hmm. So you got to hope a mm-hmm. coach wants to come work with them and know how to use them. And he's just one of those guys, Gene, and it's not a knock on him, but he's not necessarily one of those quarterbacks because of his size and things like that where he's going to uplift a bad roster around him. He needs the pieces around him. And I think if he has those pieces, he can be successful. The problem is, can the Carolina Panthers organization do that? We're going to find out because I think the GM is also going to get fired. So I think it's mm. going to be a new GM and a new coach. I think Belichick's a name to watch. Get I think Harbaugh well, if you don't I think, get, Har- I think Harbaugh's yeah. a name to watch. Yeah. I do. I think Ben Johnson is the number one guy they want, the offensive coordinator yeah. in the Lions. They wanted him yeah. last year. So those are the names to look for. I know we're going winded on this, but I just wanted to talk about this because it is a firing. Yeah, 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 no doubt. And it's a firing after 11 games. And you're right about the David Tepper press conference. It was 10 minutes. He barely said anything. He did say the buck stops here at one point. But at one point he was talking about soccer and concerts and he wasn't even talking about the football team, Gene. He's got to get up there and answer the questions. He even freezed a reporter out who's covered for the Panthers, the Charlotte Observer, for 30 years and would not let him ask a question because Scott Fowler, was being harsh on him in, a, in an article. So it's, it's just a mess right now. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. And what's crazy is it's not just the, the, the football team, Gene. You said third coach in, in, since 2018. He's already fired two coaches in two years for the brand-new soccer team for the first two years of their existence. So mm. he, 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 he wants to get it done. He wants to win. But I, he, he needs to get guys who are smarter than him about football to make the choices. So we'll see what happens. And Has you ever heard said, of a guy named Jerry Jones? <laughs> I'm yeah, just... <laughs> I, I don't know. Jerry Jones, Daniel Snyder, like he needs to stay away from that. And, Has you ever heard Jed, of those guys before? Yeah, and Jed, and Jed York did that too before he handed it all over to John Lynch. So find your John Lynch, find your Shannon. Yes. Let them run the football. Let them back. do that, man. Yeah. So, you you ask Cowboy fans who've been waiting yeah. since 95 
you know, the, the general manager and the owner cannot be the same guy, you know. That's right. And what's crazy with all that being said is, Gene, I'm taking the Panthers to win this week. They're one in ten. Yeah, I, I, I saw think, that. I think they're I think they're due for a win. I think they are gonna have some life with them with the with the fire coach. You know how these teams play the game after yeah. they fire a coach. Everybody's a little Raiders. more antsy, they, their jobs yeah. on the line. And I think there's actually some some uh some freshness in the building with, with Thomas Brown and, and with the coaches. So they're gonna go and they're gonna have fun. And I think they're gonna do a whole new offensive philosophy. They're gonna be creative, they're gonna cut it loose. And I think that's gonna and their defense is getting healthy. Chin's back. Horn may play this week for the first time in a long time, and that defense is still good. So I'm going to take them to beat the Bucks, probably in another ugly game, but I'm going to take them to get a win to finally get their second win of the season. Yeah, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I, I mean, as bad as they have played, they, they're they off a uh, two-game losing streak there. They lose to the Colts, you know, and and, yeah. and and before that, the 49ers. Okay, I give them that one. That's a, that's a tough team to – to beat, but yeah, the Bucks. Uh, you know, they it hasn't been a lot since the first two games of the year when they beat the Vikings and Bears in back-to-back games. You know, they they uh, they have struggled. They have struggled mightily. Uh, so anyway, so we we will see how that pans out on on Sunday. All right, the next game we have is the Cleveland Browns seven and four at the Los Angeles Rams five and six. So the Browns, I think. You know the Browns. Look, uh, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. What he is he under concussion protocol? I don't think it's, he's I, been I cleared yet to play. Yeah, it sounds like Joe Flacco is going to be the starter. So this is going to be interesting because even though the Browns' offense have been suspect all year long, you know, because they've had inconsistency at quarterback with with uh, Deshaun Watson getting hurt and everything, and and having to go with P.J. Walker uh, at, at one time or another. But the defense was still playing great ball, and that's not even the case anymore uh, because when you let the Brown, uh, the Broncos put up 29 on you, I, I don't know. I, it just seems like the Browns are checking out mentally. And then uh, on the other hand with the, the, uh, the Rams, the Rams, you know, looking at Seattle lose last night, they own the tiebreaker against Seattle. Look, the Rams have been going with this running backs by committee, Karen Williams, just had a, a, a crazy uh, weekend last weekend, Dustin. So who do you like in yeah. this game? Yeah, who, who did I pick? I've already forgot who I picked in this game. I think you went with the Browns because you okay. you you you've been you like the Brownies this year. <laughs> I do like the Browns and I like their defense, but I am worried about that. I'm starting to worry about that Miles Garrett injury a little bit. Um, Joe Flacco. I, I think Joe Flacco can actually come in and do some decent things if this defense is playing well. But I'm actually uh, this is the second time I've done this. I don't think I've ever done this team, but I'm switching my pick again. I'm taking yeah, the Rams. Now, yeah, we're, I don't think we've ever done two in a show, <laughs> no, Dustin. <laughs> we haven't, so I'm making a record here. But you know why? It's because when I went, you said it, when I went and looked at these standings, I honestly didn't realize that the Rams were only one game out of a playoff spot. And that just breathed life into a football team. And when yeah, you have especially when, Stafford, they, when they own yeah. that tiebreaker there against Seattle. That's right. And so when you have Matthew Stafford back, you still got Aaron Donald and these guys playing well, Kyron Williams running well. With it being at home, even though that L.A. is not a big home field advantage, uh, I'm going to take the Rams to get a win because I, I really didn't know that they were that deep in the playoff hunt with where they are right now. And I know the Browns need this win bad, but you're right. The defense has slipped the past couple of weeks. And with Miles Garrett having that shoulder injury, that worries yeah. me a lot. So I am going to take the Rams. I won't switch anymore, I promise, but I'm taking the Rams <laughs> to win this game. Well, I, look, I, and I'm watching the guys last night. Of course, I'm looking at the standings. I'm always looking at the standings. And, 
you know, the Rams, they came off that Super Bowl year, the, the following year, and just stunk it up. But, you know, they have looked pretty decent when when Stafford is, is in there and, and when they got something to play for. And I'm trying to figure out where this game this game is going to be played at so far. And, look, they have threw in several different running backs and have gotten good good production from all of them. Yeah. Yeah, and Kyron have. Williams, he returns and just, you know, he lights it up there. I mean, he, he put up big numbers up there. So I like the Rams in this game too, Dustin. All right. So we're both going with the Rams. I will not change any more picks again. But now that that's probably good for the Browns. Now the Browns will probably go out and play good football since I switched my pick to the Rams. Well, you think that pick was difficult. This next one, believe me, I almost left it blank. And I had to watch a lot of video. Uh, on these two teams just to see who I was going to pick. This is a rematch of the NFC Championship game last year. The San Francisco 49ers 8-3 at the Philadelphia Eagles 10-1. And And I heard you say something earlier that, man, they they have yet to play their best, but they still keep winning. Do you think that's going to catch up with them at some point? It definitely could. You you get behind these good teams. I thought I was going to catch up to them last week at Buffalo. The more you – especially when you're playing good teams, you get behind – it's going to be harder to catch up, but they had the thing is they have the defense and they they just have that that culture and that mindset to always stay in games and hang around. So maybe this is their their the way they play, and maybe they have mm. played their best game, and this is what we're seeing. But hey, when you find a way to win and you're ten and one, that record's all yeah, matters. yeah, yeah. So who 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 do you like in this game? This big rematch of the nfc i mean this could be you know this feels like the super bowl almost and yeah no absolutely yeah it's, one it's of these teams are gonna game. be in the super bowl <laughs> one of these teams if i would be shocked if one of these teams is not in the super bowl i know the they, they have to be they have to listen be. i listen the 40 honors let's give this one credit they they've gotten healthy they bounce back brock party is starting to get back to that guy again where he is listen again i said it again he's not a game manager the guy can sling it and when he has those weapons with kittle and debo samuel and mccaffrey that offense is dangerous, and you just said it, Gene. When you add, um, you add all these guys on defense that they traded for, you know, the Randy Gregories, the Chase mm-hmm. Allen. I mean, you add all these guys, that defense is stacked. But this game mm-hmm. is in Philly, and, and like I said, it, it's one of these teams where I think Philly just has that magic within this year where they find a way to win close games. And this is going to be a close game. And I actually – one thing I do like, Gene, is that the Eagles have the better kicker. The San Francisco kicker has struggled. And we saw the Eagles kicker drill a 60-yarder in a pouring yeah, in rain to send the overtime. And that matters in closed games like this. So I'm going to take the Eagles. I think it's going to be a field goal game. I think it's going to come right down to the fourth quarter. It could maybe even be an overtime game. That's how close I think these teams are. I want people to know that. But I just think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to continue to find a way to get a win. And they'll get a win. And if they get this win, Gene, not only do they pretty much wrap up their division, but they're pretty much going to wrap up that number one seed. That's how big this game is. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I tell you, this game was so tough for me to pick here, and I, I had to go back and look at film from the Forty ers and and the Eagles. And look, even last year, these are not the same two teams. I mean, they come in with the same yeah. quarterbacks, but you know, we know what happened in the in the NFC Championship game. You know, Purdy gets hurt, and 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 he gets knocked out the game. They bring in another quarterback, he gets knocked out. Purdy has to come back in with a sore shoulder, and I mean, so. Now you're getting a healthy Purdy, you're getting a healthy uh, 49ers team, you're getting a a loaded team but on defense. This could be a low-scoring game. When you think about all the defensive players that they've gone and picked up over the last couple of weeks, 
you know, it could be a 7-6 ball game for all we know. But I tell you what, though, the only negative I can find on the uh, Eagles is how in the hell the Jets beat them. Okay? Yeah. I, I, I mean, come on now. I, I don't know how that happened. That still deserves a little bit of an investigation there, okay? You know, the Jets beat them. And I don't know if the scouting uh, people from the 49ers have to call the Jets and see, okay, what? The, please help us here. We need something. And since the 49ers, I think the 49ers are the scariest team here, uh, shaking those three losses in a row uh, against Jacksonville, Tampa. Uh, who was it? No, I take that back. It was the Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals. And then they've come back and beaten uh, yeah. Jacksonville, Tampa, and Seattle. You know, yeah. two of, of those uh, three wins on the road. So I, I don't know, man. I might be changing my pick, Dustin, because I have wow, the Eagles right now. And I think I'm going with the 49ers. Okay. Listen, the, you, you, you did just make a good point right there. The the 49ers, we always talk about this, Gene, especially with teams who are trying to make a run. When do you have your, your, your bad games? And can you have it going at the right time? We talk about that so much. It's not necessarily about who's the best team. It's about who's playing the best football at the right time. And the good thing for San Francisco is they had that three-game losing streak in their bad football early in the season. Now mm. it feels like they're healthy. They've, they've added some more guys on Oh, defense, my goodness. And it feels they? like they're ready to make that run now and play their best football. So that's what they have going for them. And I could flip a coin. I Honestly, it, it's not going to surprise me if San Francisco wins this game. I want mm-hmm. people to know I can't reiterate that enough. That's how close I think these two teams are. I think not only in the NFC, I think the entire NFL, these are two of the better teams in the league. And like yeah. I said, right now, and, and I, I shouldn't do this, Gene, because I've seen other people do this. Like, I don't know if you saw Mad Dog Russo say he would retire if the Diamondbacks made the World Series. But I think I might retire from sports radio if one of these two teams is not in the Super Bowl. That's how confident I am <laughs> that the Eagles yeah. and 49ers are going to be in the Super Bowl. I'm. I agree with you. I mean, this is as good as it gets. And how does this turn out to be a regular uh, late uh, game and not uh, – it wasn't flex, so it's not It's not on prime time. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't sense. know what the hell is going on. I mean, Fox did, probably because Fox didn't want to give it up because that's their national 425. Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah, Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, Tom Rinaldi uh, didn't want to give up this game, and they, they got it. But, look, I have heard many people say uh, – Hey, the Eagles are just not playing their best football. But man, at some point in time, look, I don't know if this team is going to go fifteen and one. I, I don't, I, I can't see that. Uh, I know they got another date with the Cowboys coming up here uh, uh, next week. Actually, they're in Dallas, and then they got to go to Seattle. Uh, they get a Monday night game on Christmas against the Giants. And uh, uh, am I looking at the right? No, that's the uh, Eagles. I'm sorry. Um, where am I at here? I think I done got. No, I was looking at the right schedule, right? Okay, so yeah, so we're looking at this here. So yeah, they do. They 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 have Dallas next week, and they got Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the, the, the Eagles' schedule is very tough going forward. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And so they, they got they the Giants twice, which should be, you know, I mean, who knows what's going to happen the first week in January because people might be resting their players. But I think the Forty Niners are going to come in and and and, and get this, and uh, it's going to be a hell of a game, man. It's, uh, I cannot wait. So it brings hey, us down to quick, the sun. You, you, you know who could benefit from this game is the Dallas Cowboys. Is the Dallas Cowboys. If it's, if it's it's, a yeah, exactly. With Philadelphia and 49ers going at it, and then Philly has to travel to Dallas next week, that's a good sign for Dallas. Yeah, that yeah, because yeah, if 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 they can if if the, if the 49ers can knock off 
Philly. Dallas with a mini buy after a game last night. So. Yes, and Dallas beat the Eagles. Boy, we talk about a whole shakeup in the NFC yeah. East. But anyway, uh, I changed my pick to the 49ers on this game. Okay. And you're going to stick with the Eagles? I'm sticking with the Eagles. Okay. All right. So now we're at the uh, two games left here. Sunday night game, which, you know, don't look like it's it, it was a good matchup a couple of weeks ago when the Packers were struggling. But now that the Packers are – or resurging, uh, you know, two wins in a row there. Uh, this is the Kansas City Chiefs 8-3 and three at Lambeau Field uh, against the 5-6 and six Green Bay Packers. Who do you like, Dustin? Yeah, this is, like you said, this is a game that you, on paper, you're like, yeah, okay, for a Sunday night game. But I actually think it's, it's going to be a pretty good matchup. And mm-hmm, I, think, mm-hmm. I, think, I think Green Bay's playing some, some good football now. They're starting to find their groove. Jordan Love's playing a little better. Um, and listen, the Chiefs are still eight and three. They're still the Chiefs. They still have Mahomes. They still have Kelsey, Andy Reid, but they still have not found those other receivers to step up and and really be consistent. Valdez, Scantling, Rice, these other type guys. They've got to start stepping up more um, because listen, Patrick Mahomes hasn't changed. He's still slinging no. it. He's still putting it in spots. Guys just got to go catch it like Valdez Scantling when he didn't catch that ball against the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Oh, so my goodness. I think this game is going to be closer than people think. Uh, a Sunday night game in Lambeau, no matter how Green Bay is, is a tough place to play. Yeah. But with that being said, we talked about the AFC, Gene, and we talked about four teams with three losses. There is not room for error for any of these top teams if you're trying to get that number one seed. And we talked about it. Kansas City loves having that home field advantage because if they Boy, get they it, do. it pretty much locks them it. into an AFC championship game. So I'm going to take them. They're focused. They know they can't drop the ball, so I'm going to take the Chiefs to get that win. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs too because I think, I mean, this is going to be a big, big – that defense might just give Jordan Love some fits there. And that that's one of the reasons why Chris Jones has been playing really good on the road. For sure. George Kalofta, is, uh, it's just uh, amazing to see how that draft pick worked out, the, the defensive end there that they picked up. So, uh, Jarius uh, Sneed and, and Trent McDuffie, yeah. So, look, that defense is not going to make it easy for Jordan Love. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you they're probably in a, in a classroom now looking at film on this guy, and they're going to slow down that momentum. So, yeah, I, I take the Chiefs to win this game and, yeah. and get to 9-3. and three. Yeah. And that brings I, us to I, the I, Monday night game. This one is, yeah. Look, this could have been. It could have been a great one. This could have been. This could have been, and you understand yeah. what I'm saying here when we talk about. This could have been uh, a game where we wouldn't have to watch Jake Browning as the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. This could yeah. have been Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it could have been. So and, you got. And, and the, listen, Browning's popped up on the injury report, and I'm not even sure. I, as good as many players as we know, Gene, I don't know if I can tell you the quarterback that's behind Jake Browning for the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, hell, I didn't even know who J- uh, Jake Browning was <laughs> exactly. uh, until Burrow went down. So, I mean, it just goes to show you how, you know, when you look at some of these teams, you don't go no farther than the starting quarterback uh, because you, you don't want to. But anyway, the right. five and six Bengals, who I believe are in last place in the, in a, in the uh, AFC North, yep. they're going to take on – the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars eight and three. I just don't see Dustin how the Jaguars can lose this game under no circumstances. I, I I just don't see how they can. Yeah, I don't see it either. I mean, listen, the Bengals still have a good defense, so they can still maybe try to keep it close for like a half, maybe even three quarters. But again, we, we I'm gonna keep beating a dead horse here. 
that these teams cannot make a mistake. And when you have a Monday night game at home against a team with a very inexperienced backup quarterback, you've got to handle your business. And the Jaguars, hey, let's give them props. You know, we talked about them getting beat down against San Francisco a few weeks ago and not looking like a contender. Well, they went into Houston against a hot Houston team and got a big win to keep hold of that division lead. So let's give them some props. And I think they'll keep it rolling here on Monday night. I think Trevor Lawrence has got it going, playing pretty well. Ridley, all these guys. So I like the Jacksonville Jaguars to get a win. Yeah, I think the Jaguars kind of see it in the in in the grasp. But you know, as far as making a deep run in the playoffs this year, something that they they wanted to do last year, they know the team that beat them went to the Super Bowl. You can't be mad at that, right? But they knock off a Chargers team. Uh, something exciting is happening in Duval. Okay, so. They are having a good time down there. ETN, Ridley, Kirk, Ingram, all of those guys. I mean, these folks are starting to become household names now. And I like what Doug Peterson is putting together. So I think they they get to nine and three. It's going to be interesting to see which one of those AFC teams with the three losses there, the eight and three teams, yeah. which one is going to lose. But I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs. I don't think it's going to be uh, Jacksonville. So uh, with that, Dustin, hey, we're at the end of the show. I know. Uh, tonight, college football, big Pac-12 championship game there in Las Vegas. I really wanted to get out there to see that uh, between Washington and Oregon. And then, of course, tomorrow, man, there's going to be some major college football games going on. Yeah, and shout out to, hey, listen, I got to shout out my team. Listen, 12-0 Florida State Seminoles. They're going to be here <laughs> in my backyard in Charlotte playing the ACC championship. So Ooh. I might have to make a trip to that game. But I want to give them props. They are right there for the playoffs. I know they lost their quarterback, Jordan Travis, and people are saying they don't deserve to be in. But if they win the ACC championship and go undefeated, they should be in the playoffs. But you're right. A ton of college games. That Oregon-Washington game, Jim, you said it, mm. is going to be unbelievable TV tonight. If you haven't seen mm. these two teams play, they are mm. explosive, and they play some great football. Mm-hmm. Turn that game on and check them out. So can't wait for the chaos in college football this weekend, and we'll find out what the playoff is. But you, everybody should be set up for a great weekend of college and NFL football. And we promise you, uh, basketball fans out there, we have another NBA show coming up. I know we've we kind of drifted away. We'll get back to the NBA and look at the in-season tournament and all of that and what's been going on with that, Dustin, as well. Uh, that'll be coming up, so stay tuned for that. But anyway, uh, we hope you have enjoyed the show. Enjoy your weekend. And, Dustin, I'll see you back here next week on the Sports Kings NFL Weekly countdown show right here streaming live on Podbean. Have a great weekend.